Amen. I'm so glad to see the worshipers out on tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. So glad to be amongst, amen, this great body on yes. tonight. This is a good church. Hallelujah. A good church. Amen. I'm not just saying that because I'm a pat the pastor here. Hallelujah. It was a good church before I came, amen, and still a good church. And I give the Lord praise for that yes. on tonight. Amen. I feel like, you know, just like a, a, a polar bear needs to be in Antarctica, uh, a camel needs to be in the Sahara Desert, amen, and the saint need to be in church. Y'all hear that? That's our habitat. <laughs> saint out of church like a fish out of water. <laughs> Heard a preacher say, amen, there's some truth to that, amen. You don't, if you're not in church, you know, and ain't nobody got to make you come to church. You want to be here. If you really got your heart, you want to be where the saints of the Lord are, amen. Amen. Now, I know there's times that we might be tired in our body, and I understand that, you know, it might be times something came up, you couldn't press your way out for whatever reason, but for the most part, even when you're not here, you want to be here. Amen. I want to be where they're gathered together. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's, uh, tonight, we're going to uh, have a discussion on tonight. Let's go ahead and go to the book of Proverbs on tonight. We'll start there. Um, book of Wisdom. I was going to uh, entitle this Bible class. Um, one thing, but I thought I would be a little bit more sophisticated, and um, I just say avoid being ignorant. Um, and then I almost named it um, try, "How Not to Be Dumb." <laughs> How not to be dumb? So whatever you know, for the simple folks in here, we can just say "How not to be dumb." And then uh, for those of y'all a little bit more sophisticated, so you won't be offended, or how to avoid being ignorant, all right? Uh, one way that we can avoid being ignorant, let's go to, uh, I believe, Proverbs chapter number, um, is that chapter number three? Yeah. Well, no, let's not go there yet. Let, let, actually, let me go to the Psalm first. I'm sorry. So let's start at Psalm 14 in verse number one. Psalm 14, 14th division of Psalm, verse number one. Um, if you have it, there's on the screen for you all, and I, I'm not going to be here very long, so if you can't turn to you can see it on the screen. The fool has said in his heart that there's what? So one way that you can avoid being ignorant, being a fool, being dumb, is by you embracing the truth that there is a God. Y'all hear that? The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. All right. Now, you can read that again. Uh, same thing, I believe, is written in Psalm 53, 53rd division. Let's go there. 53 and verse number one. Try to, um, can you all mute those back? I feel, feel like I'm being picked up back there, too. I'm hearing a, like a reverb. 53 and verse number one. All right. Same thing. Fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they. And have done a bondable iniquity, there is none that doeth good. All right, so when you hear that twice, um, let that be a warning to you. If you would uh, want to choose to deny all of the things that are constantly testifying, you can look up into the heavens. And when you see that, it's declaring um, that there is a God. When you leave, look down in the ground below and you see the lilies of the field and the grass and all the creation of God, it ought to speak to you and tell you, you know what, there is a God. All right? So the fool have said in his heart that there is no God, and it's going to take you to have some faith to avoid, uh, to avoid rather, being ignorant. All right, let's go over here to Proverbs chapter number 3 and verse number 5. I'm still, I still got that, uh, that reverb sound in here. Just play with it on tonight. We, you're amongst friends, sound room. Ain't got a mean pastor, so just keep playing with it. All right, 
Uh, what's it say, you all? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. All right? Now, one way that you can avoid uh, being ignorant, avoid being dumb, is by not getting in self. Y'all hear that? Because sometimes you can feel like you can go to school. You can feel like that you can um, get all these degrees and things, and you feel like that you know everything, but there is a level of faith that you have to have, all right? And some of that you can't necessarily learn in school, all right? You can't just go out here and get a degree and all of a sudden say you have faith in somebody who doesn't have a, a lick of sense and not a degree at all, but yet they're a little bit more wise than you because they have faith in God. All right. Amen. All right. So trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Somebody just give me a breakdown of what that means to you in the room. Anybody just want to just kind of translate that through your own filter right now? What's that mean to you when you hear that verse? Leaning not unto your own understanding. Sister Tina. Yes, ma'am. Sister Ruthie, what were you going to say? The same thing. I was just thinking, when you go your own way, it's almost like you're telling God, I don't need your help. All right, good. And not leaning to your own thinking. How many times have we had, seemed like we had things all worked out, we had our plan, uh, and it just didn't work out as we thought it was going to work out? Anybody ever been there before? Elder White, yes, sir. You know, it came to my mind, God don't need our help. Mm -hmm. And so many times I have personally tried to help God. But he's like, I don't need your help. Right. A lot of times we do, you know, and, he, and that's, that's the truth. You know, God can do things on his own, and sometimes, you know, we, we ought to wait on God for certain things. Anybody still believe in waiting on God? Amen. All right, there's times that we can get ourselves in some trouble when we don't wait on God, and we just think that maybe the Lord perhaps has forgotten about us, or we think that, you know, as we give God a certain time frame to work in, and if he doesn't do it by this point in time, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have a plan of my own that I put in place. And the next thing you know, you've messed some things up. Has anybody in here other than me messed some things up before? Ooh, and like not waiting on God. I mean, I have got myself in some trouble before. And I'm like, Lord, if I had just waited on you, thank God for mercy and for grace and learn. Um, sometimes you learn. You get a little more patience with time. You know, after you, get, after you frustrate yourself enough putting your hand in some things, after a while you learn, well, you know what, I'm going to wait on the Lord on this one. All right? Because it's a lot easier in the long run. Now, you know, a lot of times we get short-term benefits, uh, and that's what we look for. You know, that short-term benefit of putting it in our hands and fixing it ourselves. But in the long run, after you just live a little bit longer, you'll see how that thing just got in the way of a bigger blessing. Amen. If you just had to wait on God a little while. All right. Now, let's go over here. Uh, so we have to have faith in God. We should know that. Hebrews chapter number 11. All right, and we know this, a lot of us know this by heart, or, or certain portions of it by heart, but let's stay here for a little while and read just a little bit of this. The Hall of Faith, people that are, for our example, placed within this particular book to inspire us um, to have faith in God. All right, first verse, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, I chewed on that verse today. I was driving in the car, and I just chewed on this verse, and I thought to myself, I read it like it was the first time I ever read it, and I thought, what does that mean? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Anybody in the room want to take that challenge? What does that mean to you when you hear that? Yes, Sister Alexis. 
situation because it, it may look negative in an aspect, but God is, is um, working it in a positive aspect. So you have to have the faith, keep the faith to <clears throat> what matter it looks like. I mean, there are times where I, I was pray, praying for an individual to be restored, to be restored. And it, I mean, it took years. Didn't look like they had interest in coming back to the Lord. But I kept that faith because I knew God is able to do it, and I stand on his word. So pretty much it's saying, don't look at what is going on before you because it's going to look ugly before you. you All right. And that's when that doubt comes in mind. You're not supposed to doubt. So that's what. All right. Very good. Appreciate that, Brother Patrick. Yes. We have to, we have to, to think that, that we, we always think that, God, that I need for God to show me what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And a similar scripture is that as we walk by faith. Well, hold on right there because you said a mouthful right there. That God doesn't always show us what he's doing. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that's some truth in that, Brother Patrick. God does not always just lay out for us every day. It's almost like sometimes you feel like that little kid in the backseat of Mama's car. Where are we going? You know, Lord, where are we going? And you just sit back there and you're like, hush, you know, just don't come and follow me. And you sit back there, and after a while, you'll find out where we're going, but we don't always see it. But go ahead with what you were saying. I want to use a similar scripture. We walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, sir. So we, we got to understand is we're not going to always see what, what God is doing. Mm -hmm. So we got to have the faith that he will do what he said he's going to do without saying, Lord, show me, show me, show me. You will see that in due time. All right. Yes, sir. Sister LaFrance, how are you handling this? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance. Faith is what my hope is sitting on. Amen. Like I'm sitting on this chair right now. Faith is what's supporting the things I'm hoping for. It's holding it up. All right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's just read a little bit of this. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I know you've heard this before. Let's review it. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was tr translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. All right, everybody read the next verse, please. All right. Say what now? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if you want to please God, and I think it would be wise for you to want to please God, the one that made heaven and earth, I feel like that if you want to um, be a person who avoids ignorance, um, who avoids being dumb, it would be important for you to have faith in God because without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, come on, what does it say? Must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Two more verses. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as of yet, 
moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. All right, so you have the example of Noah, built this uh, big boat and just walking by faith. He didn't understand everything, they hadn't even seen rain, but yet he heard the warning of God and moved with fear, he prepared this ark, all right? By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went, didn't know, felt like a kid in the backseat. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Come on, verse number 11, you take that one. Go ahead. All right, we'll stop there. All right, we've got to have faith in God. Faith in God. Have faith in God. All right, let's go over here to John chapter number 5 today. John 5. I just want to visit this real quickly, and then we get into um, where I want to go, hopefully. John 5. All right. I think I want to start at verse number. Uh, we'll start at verse number 1. Um, this is the, the uh, man that was sitting at the pool called Bethesda. Let's read a little bit about this. You got to have faith. Have faith in God. Faith in God. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered. This is where all the sick folk hang out, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, where, or whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. All right, verse number five. Go ahead. So he answers him with a question. I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. And then listen to what Jesus says. Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now, this man, who would agree that this man had a choice at that, at that point? He can either lean to his own understanding, what he had been doing for 38 long years, and how the, the, the plan of action that he had, and that plan was for him to be the first one to get down to this pool, and that seemed to be impossible. You know, impossibility on top of impossibility. Even the plan that he had, there's no way you're going to get down there because, first of all, your legs don't work, and somebody, will, you know, gets there before you do, all right? So all these impossibilities, and so he had a choice to make, whether he could listen to this man that he never met before or he can just sit there and lay there. And when you don't have anything else to lose, it's a little bit easier to just walk by faith. And at that point, he didn't have nothing else to lose. I mean, 38 years of sitting there. And immediately, check this out, the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. All right? All right. So a beautiful story about this man. Faith is, 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 is action as well. You know, faith required. Faith without works is 
is dead. And so uh, I can liken it to, you know, like Siamese twins. Can't be separated at all. Ain't no surgery that you can do. You have them two conjoined twins. They're stuck together. Faith and works, it goes together. If you say that you have faith, there will automatically be some works that will follow, all right? If I say rise and be healed, then at least you're going to try to get up, all right? Amen. And because this man walked by faith, well, he's walking by faith. That's an example of walking by faith right there, all right? Some of you all in this room, you walked in here by faith. Amen. Walking in here by faith. Thank God. All right. Now, let's go over here today to Colossians chapter number two. I'm going to put all these together in just a second. Just kind of bear with me. It's going to seem like we're just kind of here and there, but we'll hopefully kind of tie it all together in just a minute here. Having faith in God. I heard your bit, Sister Mike. I had one amen. That was for my wife. Lord, I'm mercy. That's all I can get. Colossians two. All right. Anybody else here with me tonight? And I get just one more amen from somebody. Amen. All right. Colossians 2. Amen. Uh, verse number 6. We're going to read a little a while here as well tonight. All right. Y'all brought your Bibles? Bible app? Something. All right. Colossians 2 and 6. All right. As ye therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord. Come on, y'all. Read. So walk ye in him. You received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Come on. Verse 7. Rooted and built up in him, established. Y'all hear that? How are you established? In the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Established in the faith, all right? Beware lest any man spoil you. How will they spoil you? Through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men. Y'all hear that? After the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Now, uh, I, I, we could talk about that, but let me just park there for a little while, and I just want that to rest on simmer, all right? Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, after the tradition of men. I keep talking to this church about we have to be so careful that we don't elevate our own traditions above the word of God. Mm, this trumps all. Y'all see that? The word of the Lord has to trump everything. Oh, but what did I say last week? But diocesan so-and-so, and he was, a, you know, he said God, and, you know, he was just a very intelligent person. He told me this. And then, you know, what we can do, we can make the mistake and allow that particular very smart individual cause us to actually be foolish, all right? Cause us to miss out on the things of Christ, all right? For in him, verse number nine, let's keep on going. I don't want to stay there too long. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Anybody still believe that it's all in him? All right? All right. And we are what? Complete in him. In other words, how many are y'all really Jesus only? Y'all really believe that it's all in him? Everything that you need is in Jesus. So that means that I don't need you to come in and add nothing else. Anybody in here just thankful for the unadulterated word of God? I'm talking about that truth that you don't got to temper with it. Anybody believe that Jesus is enough? When he said it is, what did he say on the cross? It is finished. That means don't you come by and add nothing at all. Oh, apostolic. Oh, God. I know that you want to harp on taking away from the word of God. Oh, but if you can just get just as uh, th the same amount of gumption about adding to the word of God, we'd be all right. Ooh, somebody's feeling hurt right now. Don't add nothing to it. Somebody say that. Don't add nothing to it. 
All right, it's good all by itself. Amen. Don't need you to doctor it up. It ain't that nasty potato salad that somebody brought that you got to take in the kitchen and doctor up. This is good all by itself. All right, don't add none to it. You might think to yourself, ooh, I feel like I need to, you know, build a fence around that. If God intended a fence to be built around it, then he would have put that in the word itself. He doesn't need you to come around here and safeguard his word. Y'all hear that? All right, it's enough in itself. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body, and we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom also ye are circumcised, how? With the circumcision made, what, y'all? Without hands, all right? In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Let's keep reading. Uh, verse number 12, you take that one. Come on here. Uh-huh. Who has raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together, brought to life with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. Anybody glad to be forgiven? Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man, now hold on, hold on, pay, tune in for a minute. Come on in here, lean in, lean in, lean in. You know how they do on, on the live videos, what they say, come on in the room, come on in the room. I'll give you a minute to come on in the room right now. Come on in the room, y'all. Y'all here? Everybody got your mind here? All right. Amen. It's, it's one thing to have your body here, but your mind here. Tune in. Tune in Tokyo. Tune in China. Tune in everybody. All right, here, let's get this verse. Verse 16. Y'all hear? Let no man therefore judge you in what? Or in drink, or in respect of an, a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come. The shadow of things to come, but now we have a reality. What's the reality? But the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility in worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. You know, don't allow people to come in here and make things all mystical and add into things. You know, and next thing you know, you just so, uh, ooh, they real deep and spiritual. What did uh, Paul say? I believe it's in the book of Galatians. If any man come in here and teach anything other than this gospel, let him be a what? I don't care if an angel comes in here, you know, angel real spooky with a long train on and glistening, you know, and looking like the fairy on the Wizard of Oz. And she come in here with a little one. She say, Jamal, I got more for you. You know, I mean, she's just beautiful. And all of a sudden, let her be a curse. Get up out of here. We don't need nothing else. Jesus is all we need. We don't need nothing else after that. All right. Verse number uh, 18. Is that where we are? Let no man beguile you. I feel like I, were, I already read that one. Let's go to 19. And not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with increase of God. Um, all right, let's keep going. This is still good. Verse 20. Wherefore, if we be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world. Why are you, sub why are you still living like this? Now, if, if Christ said it's finished and Christ came and established this New Testament way or this new covenant, why, why are you still harping on these things that are already passed away with? Uh, all of these things that are um, already been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 
Why are you still, why are we still arguing about this? You know, even today, I mean, 2,000 years later, you mean to tell me that I've got to still tell you that Jesus is enough? All right, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship and humility. Now, give me the translation on this one in just a minute. And neglecting of the body not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Give me verse number 23, please, in the New Living Translation. If you could put that up, I sure would appreciate it. All right? Come on here. Let's, go. Let's read this one. These rules may seem wise. Why? Park right there for a minute. These rules, they seem wise. Why do they seem wise? Because we're so impressed with somebody being strict. Oh, if I was, a, if it, some of y'all would love me if I was just extra mean. And you would just, you spiritualize meanness and strictness. Shame on you. Shame on you. Be careful. Be careful just because somebody is strict. Don't make them right. Do you realize it don't make somebody right just because they get loud and start screaming in the mic. Ah, that don't make you right just because you got loud. Just because you know what, you might have you had a little uh, quickening. That don't make you right. If you come in and if it's not in the word of the Lord, I don't care how much quickening, I don't care how much, uh, you know, perceived anointing that you, whatever, it's not, if it's not in the word of God, let's just leave it right there. And after they get done having their temper tantrum, being real loud and all them things, you know, all right. Well, maybe we, at another date we'll talk, you know, when you calm down. All right. Now, <laughs> I'm serious. You know how people get. All right. Um, which have a show of wisdom and will worship. All right. Now, hold on. Required strong devotion, pious self-denial. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? What's it saying here? These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial. Please be careful. Just because somebody seems, you know, there's another scripture, I believe, uh, it's around here somewhere, talks about how people would deny people to be married. Deny them of certain things. Am I in the book still in, the, in there somewhere? And then certain. And, and what would happen is, is if we come along and we hear these things and we say, "Ooh, aren't they spiritual?" You know, no. Be careful. And severe bodily discipline. Be careful. All right. You know, some of those people out there. I mean, uh, you, you know what really touched my heart? I, I would, um, I would hear about certain groups of people. I don't want to just blast a whole group of people, but I mean, it was a month long of fasting. And I thought to myself, like, whoa, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, these people reject Jesus Christ. A whole month of fasting. And you mean to tell me that if you, I'm, I, ha, I have to say it, if anybody in here still believe that Jesus is the only way, and if you reject Jesus Christ, I don't care if you fast two, three, four, five, six, seven, you can fast every other day of the week. Guess what? If you don't have Jesus Christ, you're still not going to make it. He's the only way. Anybody still believe that he's the only way? My God. You know, I had, I had somebody I had really a, a profound respect for, a very intelligent person. Um, you know, they was in the car with me one time, and they, they, didn't, they did not uh, embrace the message of Jesus Christ. And then she asked me, so you believe that I'm not going to heaven? And I said, thou said it. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, I mean when, you, when you call me on the carpet like that, I got to tell you the truth. I mean, I'm not just going around just trying to blast people and put you in hell. But when you come straight forward, I'm going to give you a straightforward answer. You got to believe in Jesus Christ. He is the only way. All right. 
All right, now, let me keep on going here. All right, so did we finish that? No help in conquering a person's evil desires. All right, now, let's go over here uh, to Romans 14. I want to hit that one and let y'all fuss later. I'm going to go ahead and hop in my car real quick and get up out of here after I just throw this bomb at y'all today. And then y'all run, y'all run around here fussing and carrying on and on. <laughs> I'm going home. Um, him that, let's go to 14 and 1. Is this a new covenant Bible believing Jesus church over here? Mm, y'all sure? I hope. All right, everybody there, front row there, back row there, middle row there, side section there, everybody there, Romans 14. Real talk. All right. What's it say now? Uh, 14, uh, verse number one. I just want to hear the front row brothers. Front row verse, read that for me. Sound like some men over there. Him that is weak in the faith. All right. Read it with strength. Receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. All right. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Now, who's the weak one? The one that's eating all things, right? Belching and carrying on. Now, huh? Sister Teresa? You mean to tell me the one that is weak is the one that's over there eating the lettuce salad or the herbs and carrying on? All right. All right. It would seem as if the one that was weak was the one that was indulging in more. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him, let me give you this wisdom. Listen to this. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. Who art thou? Front row brothers, I want to hear you all read this. And front row brothers, let me, let me, I need some strength on this one. Come on. I got to have backup because I got to hop in my car quickly. They're going to get mad. Come on. Verse 4. To his own master, he standeth the fallen. Yea, he, hath, uh, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be Fully persuaded in his own mind. So if you do it, you better be fully persuaded. If you don't do it, you better be fully persuaded. He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day, to the Lord doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. Y'all hear that? So one man's eating, one man's not eating. All right? And, but both of them doing it unto the Lord. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be the Lord, both of the dead and the living. All right, verse number 10, please come on and help me out tonight. But why dost thou what? Why did, isn't that a question? But why, somebody answer, why are you judging your brother? Anybody want to answer that? We'll leave it alone. Let's keep on going. All right? Good. I didn't think so. All right. All right. Back up, team. Get ready. Oh, why dost thou set at not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Anybody know that? You're going to have to stand before God one day. Every last one of us. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Y'all hear that? Every last one of us is going to have to stand before God. And, every, and you're not going to be able to bring nobody with you. I can't even bring the backup team with me. Every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account to himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, 
that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So that means, my God, if I know that something is really going to be offensive to you and going to cause you to stumble, even though that I still feel okay with it, I ain't going to just throw it up in your face. Y'all hear that? Because that's, that's a little wisdom, you know. And so, in other words, if I believed, you know, it, all right, uh, if I, we went to go fellowship with the church and they said, oh, wearing red is a, is a sin. And then, you know, here you come. I don't even know you, sister, but you got red on. I'm glad I saw you on Sunday rejoicing. But all of a sudden, she's just like, well, I'm a, I ain't nothing wrong with red. I'm going to wear my red any old how. I don't care what they say over at that church. I'm wearing red. Scooter, got a, Scooter come in there, you know, with his red coat. Like, woo, look at this, y'all. Red, red, red. No, the wrong spirit, wrong attitude, showing your immaturity. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Because you know what? We don't want to offend and we don't want to put a stumbling block because there are those, even though there's, uh, there is nothing wrong with that, but of course there are going to be those that are still weak in the faith. Y'all hear that? And they have not embraced all of the truth, all right? And they don't know all of the liberty that they have, all right? And because they still feel that way, um, I'm not going to mess around me fighting and fussing with you about certain things, all right? All right, let's keep on going here. Verse number 14, I believe. I know and, and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. For if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good, y'all hear that, be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Let's just keep on going for a little while. For he that is, uh, for he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of man. All right, let's keep on going. You go ahead and read verse number 19. Which make for war. You, let's get ready to fight. Oh, man, you can't wear red and, you know, she can wear red. Let's everybody just have at it. No. Let's follow the things that make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. All that fussing over little things that really don't matter anyhow. You know, majoring in the minors, fussing over little hair splitting issues and things. Come on, put that stuff to the side. All right. Um, could I, should I keep going, y'all, or should I just go ahead and, and, and hang this one up? We're almost there, Sister Brown. We might as well keep going. I agree. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. I read that. For meat destroyeth not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. So if he eats it, now I might be over there gobbling up that pork chop. But if he feels like it's wrong for him to eat that pork chop, you know, he's eating with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he, now listen for the rest of that part, happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. All right, so happy is he, if, you, if you're going to allow something, you shouldn't be walking around always feeling, you know, like you've done something wrong if, if you're eating in faith. All right, and he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So that means for that person who honestly believes whatever that is, if it's wearing red or whatever, you know, it's a sin to them, all right? You know, but to that person who is walking in faith and understands, then that for them it is not, all right? But we definitely don't want to put a stumbling block in our brother's way at all, all right? Amen, somebody? Amen. That's the word. Anybody want to have anything they want to add to that? 
All right, no, let's keep on moving on then. All right, um, let's go over here uh, now, and I want to talk a little bit about, um, let's go to John chapter number four on today. John chapter number four. Actually, I believe it's first John. Um, first John chapter number four. Mm-hmm. Help me, Holy Ghost. First John chapter number four. First John chapter number four. All right. All right. Y'all here? All right. Now, um, what's the word say? Let's let's start here. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out in the world. Hereby know we the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is what? Y'all hear that? Read that one more time to me. Read it back to me. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of what? Is of God. So is, is it important for us to talk about how Jesus came in the flesh? Would you not agree? Is that important for us to talk about? Now, but what about, you know, now I understand... Um, there, there can be contention uh, surrounding the Christmas holiday. You have certain people who, uh, you know, we can, we can go back and we can hash out that whole argument about Christmas and all these things and how it uh, began in witchcraft and all those things. But I don't know about you, but I don't care if it's December 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, or June 1st, June 2nd, June 25th, May 25th. I feel like that we all ought to always talk about how Jesus Christ came to this world. Can we at least agree with that? Now, whether you do or whether you don't, that's between you and the Lord, but I feel like that we can all agree that we ought to talk about how Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And you know what I feel like a trick of the enemy is? is because there can be certain contention around a certain truth or around a certain holiday that the story of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift coming to this world, can be neglected. And here we go all year long. And we don't talk about this miraculous story. So I, I went the, the scenic route on tonight because I want to talk about Jesus Christ coming in the flesh on today. Now, whether or not you call that Christmas or not, whatever you want to say, that's between you and the Lord. I ain't going to argue with that. I'm going to hop in my car. I'm going to go on home tonight. Amen. But I do want to talk about how Jesus came. All right, Brother Patrick, I got you. All right, I'll talk to you about it on today. All right. All right, chapter number four. Now, I really feel like that any, if, if, it's, if it's the spirit of Antichrist would want to shut this miraculous story down. Uh, and you know how I know that? Because the scripture right there, it tells us that. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. All right. Now, verse number three, every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. So in other words, if you try to shut down the message of God coming in the flesh, that is not of God. Huh? Who mad? All right, nobody. Good. I ain't got to say it again. Good. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. First John chapter number four. We already been there. All right, hurry up now. Y'all taking too long. First John chapter number, uh, let me get John chapter number one. John chapter number one. All right. 
John chapter number one. Let's talk about it on tonight. Oh, I got to talk about it. And I only got about, two, oh, I went the long round and wasted all my time. But here we got, we got 33 minutes to talk about it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to let you out at 830 maybe. All right. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, I love the book of John because John is going to take you all the way back. And he's going, he's not telling you the story about Jesus laying in the manger. That's because the gospel of John, he's trying to show you how uh, Jesus was a deity. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were what? Made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Come on, somebody. All right. Now, um, let's go down here to verse number 14 on tonight. 14. And the word was what? Huh? Say that again. The word was what? Anybody glad about that? I feel like everybody in here ought to be glad. If you're trying to shut that story down, that is the spirit of Antichrist if you try to shut that, that story down. I don't care if it's December 25th, 24th, or May 19th. Amen. We always got to talk about how the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Anybody believe the word was made flesh? All right. Galatians chapter number four and four. Hurry up, y'all. Come on. Galatians four and four. Give me that, Brother Patrick. I appreciate you. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Anybody believe that story? All right. Made of a woman. Thank God. All right. Let's go on way back because they might not believe me. So let me give them an Old Testament reference right now. Go to Isaiah seven and 14. Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Come on, you read. I'm tired of reading to y'all. Come on, read. A virgin shall conceive and what? And what? Hold on. What you say shall call his name what? Now, right there, y'all didn't get that. that. That's the best part of this message. Because what does Emmanuel mean? Anybody in here glad to have God with you? I can tell right by the way y'all responded to that, that anybody just glad God with us, the very God of creation came down, amen, and robed himself in flesh. My God. And I love the story because when he, if I was to come into this world, you know how I would come in if I was going to come in and I knew who I was. And, you know, I, I would come in here with pomp and circumstance, you know, with a whole, you know, entourage around. But not this, not the God that we serve. The God of creation steps out of eternity, comes into time and comes down in a little humble manger. Oh, my God. And I'm talking, in other words, he comes to the lowest of the low. Come on down to the poorest of the poor. Don't come just to the rich folks or to the prominent or to the elite. Comes down and lets anybody who wants him can have him and handle him and touch him and approach him. Ooh, somebody in here ought to get excited about Emmanuel. All right, come on here. Matthew chapter number one. Matthew chapter number one. Oh, I'm so excited about this story. Y'all know now I love I love some I love Christmas, but y'all can call it whatever you want to call it. If you if you're in here, we ain't gonna argue about that. On tonight, not here, not now. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I love, amen. I love the story of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift who has come to this world. 
Amen. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. I don't have time to read all of this. Now, Matthew's gospel. Let's read it according to. Now, we read a little bit according to John's gospel. He's proving that Jesus is, is, is God manifest in the flesh. Now, Matthew, he wants to prove that he is the son of David. And because of that, he gives you all of this lineage. Y'all hear this? All this breakdown. Now, this is the part of your scriptures that most of you all just kind of skip over. But to the Jews, Matthew's written to the Jews, this was highly important because the Messiah had to be the son of David. And so now they're tracing his lineage back to David. Y'all hear this? Now, come on over here. All this story about Jesus Christ. Now, let me go on down here to, uh, I believe it's, uh, let me get down here. Ooh, I, I, I'm, I'm so just grateful to read this to you all tonight. I really am. And Jacob beget Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, um, who was called Christ. All right, so all these generations from Abraham to David are what? 14 generations. And David unto the carrying away of Babylon are what? 14 generations. And the carrying away unto Babylon, unto Christ, 14 generations. And that's why all the fancy preachers get up. He said he stepped over 14. Generations. All right. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ. All right, you all read this one, verse number 18. Come on, read it good because this is an exciting story. Now, the birth. Hold on, time out. If I was talking about some little gift with a big bow sitting on the parking lot with a huge bow on it, a nice brand new car with a red bow, y'all would be more excited. If I was talking about some of y'all ladies in here, a fur coat, y'all would be real, real happy. If you went home right now and under your tree or by whatever you have in your house, you saw some big package and it was sitting there with a big old uh, uh, sign that said your name on it, you'd be real excited. But for some reason, when I'm talking about Emmanuel, God with us, my God, the gift to the world, y'all want to sit there quiet. Come on, church. Give God some praise right now for Emmanuel. Now, we ain't going to make this a lie. I'm It'd be different. This is the greatest gift to the world. Jesus Christ. God came to this world. My God. Oh, that ought to excite you. Oh, this is an exciting story. All right. Now, come on. In, in that light, now let's read it again. Verse number 18. All right. Now, now and we ain't going to clutter this story with a whole bunch of controversy and mess either. Not at this church. Uh -oh, but this is a beautiful story. Now, uh, sometimes we can major in the minors. Ooh, and next thing you know, the devil will trick you out of a, a, a miraculous, beautiful story because you're over there arguing about trees and carrying on a holiday house plan. Come on, stop all that foolishness and stop missing the story over there, little stuff. You know, come on, I feel like the enemy would just make us look like fools sometimes. All right. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Y'all hear that? Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, was not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Y'all hear that? Now, some of us, y'all put blasted on Facebook. Some of you want to blast people. There's a message in the character of Joseph right there, the way that even after he thought to himself that Mary went out on him. You know, he thought that to himself. But even then, he was going to put her away privately. There's some, there's some truth right there in that, the way that we handle certain things. Because some of us, we get awful messy, you know, with some things. And we want to bust people out and make people look bad. And, you know, everything going on in your home ain't got to be public information for everybody. 
Ooh, that's some truth right there. Ooh, this is good. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the what? The Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name. Now, hold on. Oh, yeah, I'm about to. I, I love this verse. Now, this is my verse right here. Verse 21. Come on. This, read this one. Everybody got to read this one. And she shall bring forth the son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. Why? Anybody glad to be saved in here? Woo, the name Jesus. Jehovah Savior, my God. He shall save his people. My God, the greatest gift of all came to this world. Oh, hallelujah. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken of the, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. Somebody, he's with you right now. You need to know that. And shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is what? How many know you got God with you? My God, God with us, hallelujah, my Lord. And even when he left this world in the physical form, he didn't leave us comfortless. He said, I will come to you. Anybody here got the Holy Ghost? Oh, got him living on the inside. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Then Jesus being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took him unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name what? Ooh, I'm so glad to talk about this story. Come on here. All right, chapter number two. Hurry up, y'all. All right, now I ain't going to read that one. Chapter number two, I ain't going there because I might go there Sunday, I think. All right, hurry up. Let's go to the next. Uh, uh, now, we, we took some examples from the Gospel of John. Took some examples from the Gospel of Matthew. And now we're going to go over here to the Gospel of Luke. Well, I don't understand how people can, how can you be mad at this story? How can you not talk about this story all year long? How can you? This should excite you, the greatest gift of all. My God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Born, lived to die. Came in this world. This, this, to, born this innocent little child. Came to this world that would actually be the sacrificial lamb. My God. And if he didn't come to this world, he wouldn't be able to die for any of us. So thank God that he came to the world. Amen. All right, Luke chapter number one. All right, for as much as many have taken in the hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed in us, even as they deliver them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. All right, now let me keep on going here. Let's get down to verse number five. This is what I wanted. What did I say this was going to be about tonight? How not to be dumb, how not to be ignorant. All right. And um, I, I think we got to avoid ignorance, but how not to be dumb. All right. Now, let's read about Zacharias on today. Now, we heard the story about how this, this man named Joseph had an angel of the Lord visit him. And, he, and what did he do? He responded in faith. Y'all hear that? Responded in faith. Then we hear about this little girl by the name of Mary, young teenage girl. All the teenagers in here, raise your hand. Got a few of them. Young teenage girl. Well, don't you tell me a teenager can't have faith in God. She responds in faith. All right. But now we're going to hear about Zacharias, older man. And it was difficult for him to respond in faith. All right. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of. Uh, uh -huh. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. And her name was what? 
and they were both righteous before God. It pays to be righteous, somebody. Walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. All right? Now, he, walking in all these things, blameless. All right? But had a little trouble with this one. Sometimes there can be some things that we just have a little trouble with embracing and believing. All right? It was a little bit too far-fetched for him. Verse number seven, you go ahead and read. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. All right? And they both were now what? Has anybody here been waiting for something for a long, long time? Anybody in here? I mean, and now it seems like, now we read in the beginning Hebrews 11, now faith is a substance of things that are hoped for. But I wonder if there's somebody that's waited on something for so long that even your hope feels like it's gone. You ain't even praying about it no more. I mean, you ain't even, I mean, Lord, if you, if there was a one time that I had a desire, but now even the desire has faded at this point. The prayers are not going up about this certain thing, but God has not forgotten. Woo, and here comes this older man right now. Where are we at? Verse number seven. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. They were both now well stricken in years. Verse number eight. And it came to pass, come on, that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. I just see Brother Paul. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. <laughs> Y'all had to be here last year if you to get that. And the whole multitude of his people were praying with him without at the time of incense. Verse number 11. Come on, you read. Joseph got the, saw the angel, I believe, or heard him, saw in a dream, and he got the word. He believed. Mary got the word. Now, both of all of them were dealing with impossibilities, correct? Joseph knew... I, Good and well, I, hold on, I know what I've done, and your belly's starting to swell up here. Uh, this ain't adding up. Well, hold on, wait a minute. But he got the word of the Lord, and he believed in that impossibility. Mary knew that she had, I never knew a man dealing with impossibility. How can these things be, seeing that I never have known a man, all right? But she embraced the word of the Lord in faith, all right? Now, here's Zacharias is hearing this, you know, impossibility, but now he's struggling, all right? I see one hand raised over here. Is that Elder White? Yes, sir. Brian said that he was an old man. Mm -hmm. Mary said, I knew, I knew not a man. And the Lord said that you don't need a man for a miracle. All right. <laughs> Hello. All right. Amen. And this is the greatest miracle of all, all right? All right, let's keep going here. Where did I leave off? Verse number 11. Um, let's go to 12. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled. And fear fell upon him, and the angel said unto him, what? Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Check that out. Even while she's in, he's in the womb, he's going to be filled with the spirit. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit of power of Elias and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to, the, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Come on, verse number 18. Read. Go ahead. And Zacharias said. Come on. 
Come on, 19. And the angel answered and said, I am Gabriel, the stand in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak unto thee to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb. Oh, I'm trying to tell somebody how not to be dumb. Have faith in God. Somebody have faith. Somebody just say that out loud. Have faith in God. I don't care how. Look not unto thine own understanding, Zacharias. I know whoever the Zacharias is in here, I know it's been a long time. I know the desire might be gone. I, it might look like the fa your faith and your hope have faded. But God has not forgotten about you. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. My God. All right. Have faith in God. All right. Verse number 20. And, um, and listen. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak unto the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not thy, my words, which thou shalt be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and hearing them <laughs> and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. Now, check this out. Keep reading for a little while. Now, go down to verse number 24. Uh, no, go to verse number 23. Go there. Everybody read. Come on, 23. When he got done, when his ministry was over, were accomplished, his day working there, he departed and he went to his own house. Uh-huh. And verse number 24. Now, Elizabeth conceived. It was an immaculate conception. Now, this is the first love letter, I guess. I guess the man couldn't talk. So I guess he wrote her a love letter or something. Somehow they got together. <laughs> Somehow they got together. And they worked that thing out, and she conceived. All right? Let's keep on going. All right. Keep it, we'll keep it G-rated. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in these days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. All right? Come on. Verse number 27. Hurry up, y'all. We're almost done here. You're doing good. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. Uh-huh. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Listen, fear not. Same thing. First he told Zacharias that fear not. Now he's telling Mary, fear not. Thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, and the son shall give unto him the throne of his father David. All right? Um, now, I love, what I love about this story is how this young girl, has anybody here ever just needed somebody just to secure them or just to build a scaffold of support around you? Has anybody in here ever been faced with something um, that just seemed like it was just uh, too big of a load for you, um, and you just needed some help? I love that because Mary was also human. Y'all do believe, now y'all still, but she was a human being, all right? And she had somebody that the Lord placed in her life. Thank God when he places somebody in your life, amen? There's somebody else who's dealing with an impossibility right now, amen? And that she was able to run to that person, amen, and to get some. Now, she saw the impossibility that was going on in her life, and she's confronted with this thing that seems so impossible, but she gets some, takes refuge in the house of Elizabeth. All right, let's go there. Um, let's go to verse number 36. Come on, everybody read 36.
Y'all hear that? I Just stay there for a minute and read that to yourself. Keep that on the screen just for a good, well, let's keep that on the screen just for a, a little while. Just get that down in you for a minute. Let's not just move on so quickly from that one. For with God, nothing shall be, now hold on, I don't care how long it's been, I don't care how, you don't, you, your prayer, it, it just seemed like you ain't prayed on it no more, feel like the hope is gone, I, you know, I'm telling you what, I started reading this, I said, Lord have mercy, I said, Lord, you know, tell y'all what, um, if Mike could mess around and had a baby, Lord, y'all pray for me. Because I'd be like, I sure ain't praying for it. <laughs> you know, and look, what did Sarah do? Laughed. But, you know, I'm like, Lord, I started thinking, I was reading this story. I was like, Lord Jesus. I said, oh, God, you know, I don't, I don't even want no more kids. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to tell you what. If the Lord decides to do something, I'm telling you, I mean, it might seem like, you know, now I'm not saying, listen, please don't, you know, it's something about people who go through infertility. Uh, every time they hear the story about Elizabeth and, uh, and Zacharias or Abraham and Sarah, then they want to put you and act like, my name's not Abraham. Thank you, baby. <laughs> my name's Zacharias. But I'm going to tell you what, the same God that Abraham served, I served. So I'm going to tell you what, miracles still happen. You better, I mean, I take the limits off God. You don't know what God can do. And, you know, I even know, I'm telling somebody else in here, now, you, whatever you need, you might not. I don't know what your situation, your life story has been or where, what has been barren in your life and what seems like is hopeless. But what I am telling you is the same God, amen, who was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God, amen, that, of, of Zacharias and Elizabeth is your God. My God, and he is still the God of the impossible. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Somebody here, and I'm a, I, I, I just believe, I believe this too. If God brings you to it, he's going to see you through it. So if the Lord was to take my middle-aged self and bless me with a, a, another child, I, get, I would just have to trust him. I'm trying to be like, Lord, help me. Another toddler, Lord, another baby, Lord Jesus. I just have to trust him. I'm telling you, because I have to believe the Lord. Now, I'm being all transparent up here, but I, it was just like, I'm like, Lord, Jesus. You know, you hear these stories. Anybody else in here, you got something that you was praying on a long time? And has anybody in here, the prayer just seemed like you just pushed it to the side because you thought that thing was just done and over with. And here come the Lord visiting you. Amen. And the beautiful thing about this story is, is that John came just right on time. Oh, he wasn't late at all. Came right on time because you know what? He was the announcer. He paved the way for, God, for, for Jesus to come. Amen. He's the one that prepared the way. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Amen. And the one, John, uh, that was preaching out in the wilderness, eating, eating wild, uh, was it, locusts and wild honey out there. Prepare you the way of the Lord. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, and made the way and prepared the way for his cousin to come. So in other words, this blessing, it might seem late, but whatever it is, it's going to be right on time. Make sense? Clear it crystal clear? All right, it'll be right on time, all right? Now, let's keep on going where we stop at. I got how many more minutes? Just a few more minutes. Y'all still hanging with me on tonight? Hanging with the pastor on tonight? Amen. All right, good. I appreciate that. All right, verse number 38. Let's start there. And Mary said, Behold... The handmaid of the Lord. Y'all hear that? And that's what I have to say. Lord, behold, your servant, Lord. 
Right? You know, that's what some of us, we just surrender to the will of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, this is for somebody tonight. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that thy mother of my Lord should come to me. Y'all hear that? In other words, Mary wasn't even able to come in and tell her story. As soon as she walked in the room, it was like the Holy Ghost just began to speak out from her. You know, it, when you went, it was not like she came in and she, Elizabeth, guess what happened to me? No, as soon as she walked in the house, whoo, it was like all of a sudden in her spirit, boy, she just it began to prophesy and, to, and began to tell Mary the story. Y'all hear that? All right. Uh, verse number 44, for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And verse number 45, this is the kicker. Come on, verse 45, everybody read it and read it good. Come on, read it with some enthusiasm. And blessed she for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. I need somebody in here just that can really feel that. I know that you didn't pin those words, but just somebody in here that really feels those words right now. I'd just like to hear you just kind of quote that scripture right now. Verse number 45. Where's Sister Debbie Banks at? I don't know why she didn't feel like she got a monopoly on that scripture. But you're going to have to scoot over. You know, that's something about agape. We'll monopolize the scripture in a minute. This is our scripture, Sister Debbie, not just yours. But we'll let you recite it. Come on, verse 45. Go ahead, Sister Debbie. Come on here. he said he will do. Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Hoshama. Hallelujah. Oh, God, wake up my faith, Lord. Oh, God, wake up my hope again, Lord. Some of you are, we ain't even hoping no more, ain't it? It's like the, you just pushed it. The, you don't know what God would do in your life. My God, it might seem like it's old. It might be decades old, but if God said he's going to do it, God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. I don't care how long it's been, somebody. Come on one more time put a praise right there. My God. Can somebody just, come on, just lean on your neighbor and look to him and tell him, God ain't forgot about you. Come on, tell him one more. Tell somebody else, God has not forgotten about you. Boy, and Zacharias, if he come knocking on your door, just receive it in faith. Come on. You don't have to be, you don't be, don't, you don't got to be dumb. Come on. You don't have to go through that, Zacharias. Come on. You can enjoy this blessing. You can run around and be telling this if you would just have faith in God. Come on, have faith. Sometimes you got to, come on, old head. Come on. You got to look to the young people sometimes. Look to Brother Joseph. My God. Have faith and receive the word. Look to little young Mary. Come on. I, you know, what did she say? You, uh, I, your handmaid of the Lord. I'll be, you know, in other words, she just re surrendered to the will of the Lord. Sometimes we have to be just quick to embrace the word of the Lord. Come on one more time. Give the Lord some praise on tonight. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Oh, I love this story. This is an awesome story. Oh, it's too awesome for me to sit up here and allow the enemy to surround it with controversy and to turn a beautiful thing into something ugly and have us fussing and fighting over stuff that don't matter. My God, come on here. You tell me, saints, come on, really, sincerely, we really got to get in long arguments about Santa Claus. You realize, yo, I'm telling you this right now. You realize the enemy is, is fighting young people. I mean, for us to major in some, such small concerns, I, I just want to say this. I mean, you got drugs and gang violence and peer pressure and all kinds of uh, addictions and strongholds. And, you know, and, and you want to argue about Santa Claus? Tell that baby that that's a, Santa Claus is a cartoon and keep it pushing. Come on, sometimes, you know, I mean, come on now, Spider-Man out there, they understand that. You don't got to spend a whole lot of time, you know, talking about all that type of stuff. He's a cartoon. And moved, I remember my, my mom, you know, set us down, Santa Claus is a lie, you know. <laughs> you know, and I, I appreciate it, Mama, amen. Yeah, he came home, she came home from, from Christ's temple, and I guess the Lord convicted us, Santa Claus is a lie. You know, all right, Mama, we, you don't hear that, but you know what, Mama, he's, he's just a cartoon. Just a little something. You ain't got to traumatize the little babies out there. Amen. All right. But anyway, that's do, do what y'all want to do. Raise your kids how you want to raise your kids. All right. Y'all go home and tell them Santa's a lie. All right. But anyway, I will tell you this. <laughs> Santa Claus, uh, you know, he ride on a sleigh. Oh, but Jesus. Oh, he walk on water. My God. Hallelujah. Oh, let me see what some of these. Santa Claus, he come just once per year. But Jesus Christ, he is an ever-present help, a very present help in the time of trouble. I ain't trying to tell you to traumatize the babies, but I hope you spend some time teaching them that Jesus is real. Somebody in here who knows Jesus is real, come on, let me hear you give him some praise on tonight. Ah, Santa Claus, come down your chimney and... Fill your uh, little goodie bag with some with, uh, stocking stuffers. But Jesus Christ said, I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. Come on, that's a good place to give him some more praise. <laughs> now, you know, Santa Claus just bust up in your house and come on down the chimney. I thought that was crazy. You know, come on now. Come down to my chimney. I remember one day I was a little bitty boy running around trying to clean up the house. I thought I was getting ready for Santa Claus to come in. Uh, I was trying to help Mama clean. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, but so but Santa Claus supposedly come down the chimney, but, you know, and just break up in your house, set the alarm off or whatever. But Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. Ooh, y'all hear that? Mm, just a perfect gentleman. I ain't going to break in, you know, but if you would just invite me in. I'll come and I'll make my abode with you. I'll come and I'll sup with you. I'll change your life, my God. And I'll be with you not just on December 25th, my God. Oh, I'll be with you 365 days a year. Anybody glad to know Jesus, the greatest gift that came to mankind? Come on and stand to your feet one more time and just bless the name of Jesus on today. Amen. He's good to us. He's good to us. He's good to us. Amen. Oh. Oh, I'm so glad to know you, Lord. Oh, God, Lord, I thank you. Mm, somebody just, come on, just every head bow. Lord, we just thank you, Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, thank you, Lord, for Jesus, Jehovah's Savior. Thank you that you came to save your people from their sins. Mm, save your people from their sins, not your sins, their sins. Thank you, Lord God, oh, for the sinless lamb. 
Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Come on, saints. Just right. Just focus on this wonderful gift. Some of you all, you got lists made for mama and daddy and all these things. I don't want nobody. And listen to what I'm saying. Don't you go out there and get broke right now shopping for people. Use some wisdom. Come on. There's some things. Hold on. Open your eyes for a minute. Come on. Put your head back up just for a minute. And I'm serious. But listen, put your head back up and hear me. Don't you go out there getting broke for people. What I'm learning in life. You know, as I have, you know, getting a little bit more accomplished um, and have a few more things, uh, you know, now in my life, I'm recognizing there are some things that money can't buy. I'm telling you what, it don't matter how much, you know, shopping you do, how many name brands you got, how much money you got in the bank account, men can't buy you love. Money can't buy you friends. Money can't buy you peace of mind. Money can't buy you salvation. There's a whole lot of rich folks out there with a whole lot of money and a whole lot of depression and sorrow and pain, losing their minds. Amen. God, I, I mean, I was thinking about, you know, I was out there in, in, uh, in one of those malls and I looked at that story with the Kate Spades and, I, you know, this whole line of purses, you know, out there, I mean, and just so wealthy, but yet still went out there and it just it took her own life. I mean, people going through things. Money cannot buy you peace of mind. Somebody, you, if there's anything that you thank God for, uh, don't thank God for the bank account. Thank God for the Savior. Thank God for Jesus. Come on one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, on today. Father, we just thank you. All right, now every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I just want to thank you, to Jesus, on tonight, God, that you reminded us, even through the Bible class on tonight, of this greatest gift that has come to all mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God, I thank you for the everlasting life, God, that we have in you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, Lord God, for life beyond what we see in the here and now, God. We just take time to appreciate you even right now, that you would even come down to sinful mankind, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. You know everything that we have gone through. You, we don't have a high priest who can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah that you stepped out of eternity into time. We give you praise for Jesus and his precious shed blood on tonight. Father, we thank you. We love you on tonight. We are intentional. Come on, somebody. Be intentional. I am intentional about remembering you, Lord. I refuse to be fighting with my brothers and sisters and majoring in the minors and being petty over small little things and having and disagreements and missing the heart of the matter that you came to this earth, Lord. We love you today, and we don't just celebrate you around this time of year, but all year long we celebrate this gift. We love you today, and we are so thankful in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, bless this offering, God, even as the officials come. I pray that you would bless their offering on tonight, and every person under the sound of my voice, bless their homes, God, and keep them safe and encourage them. Protect and watch over them, God. Oh, Shabbat. God, I feel led just to pray a prayer of protection even right now. Oh, God, Lord God, as people are running around shopping malls, Lord God, and in stores and traveling around and not watching what they're doing, God, keep them safe as they drive, Lord. Keep them safe as they walk on the parking lot. Keep them safe in their homes, God. Father, God, as depressed people are walking around in this world, even on today, God, I pray, God, that you would even keep the saints safe, Lord, and watch over them.